Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode. This is me, the Fun Guy, and like always, we are going to discuss the latest Formula One Grand Prix, which is this time around is the Australian Grand Prix. But before we dive right into it, I have some news for you guys, and the first news is coming out of the Williams Garage, which is that they have a hundred and forty-nine million dollars lawsuit against them. Now, it is from a company called Rocket, which were the sponsors for the twenty nineteen season. and williams apparently williams had promised rocket that they'd have a competitive car which obviously williams knew that was just not possible and now the company are suing them for 149 million dollars but next up is it's quite interesting and i know i'm going to go off the rails with this one the next news is coming from felipe massa who is looking for legal options into the 2008 championship decider well not the brazilian grand prix but the singapore grand prix now he is where you know it gets confusing a bit now it's been what 15 years since that incident and hamilton massa was formula 1 world champion in 2000 for 26 seconds but when lewis overtook the toyota of timo glock on the last corner of the last lap lewis managed to nick that championship from felipe massa but what happened is The 2008 Singapore Grand Prix was an orchestrated result for the Renault team and Fernando Alonso. So Fernando Alonso obviously had a bad qualifying and refueling was allowed back in those days. So normally what they do is fill up the car light, you know, gain as many positions as you can when the grid is closed. But Renault went for a different strategy. They fueled his car like normally they would. and or might as all uh, i might as well say that they fueled it a bit higher which was odd considering they were starting p15 but his teammate nelson pk junior was it he crashed purposely on purpose and he brought out a safety car which benefited alonso cause back in those days when safety car goes in the pit lane was closed So when everybody had to bid for a new tire and refueling, Fernando was already faster. So Fernando t- won the Grand Prix, and you know when Nelson Piquet was Nelson Piquet Junior was sacked by Renault, he revealed that the th- he basically revealed the truth that the team told me to crash, and on the formation lap he nearly spun into the same place where he crashed. So you know, yes. Mas, as per Massa, they were going to cancel the results of the 2008 Singapore Grand Prix, which would make Felipe Massa the 2008 Formula One World Champion. Now, from Massa's side, it's 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 right. See, Massa was a, look. Lewis and Massa, they were both the deserving title that season, right? So, I can understand why Massa wants it, but I don't see why it's fair, cause. it's not just that the singapore grand prix costed him the title you know massa crashed multiple times he even took out lewis hamilton man so i don't know how right it is and how wrong it is considering i was just 2 years old back then but i i don't hope man if if they do it's just simply unfair because lewis obviously deserved the title in 2007 when he was just a rookie and i don't see why the title should be stripped from lewis the 2008 world title 
now if you cancel the singapore 2008 results that I, it's just it should have been done before now is not the time to bring up these things and if if lewis is stripped out of that title i firmly believe that they should look into abu dhabi 2021 in more depth cause there's obviously a lot of things wrong there i'm not going to dive into that but yeah so hopefully lewis keeps his 2008 title although felipe massa would be a good would be a deserving world champion but yeah you just cannot strip another driver's title 15 years after so moving on the next news is nelson pk now nelson pk has been fined around a million euros it's nearly 1 million euros which is 5 million brazilian reals so um yeah i don't think i've discussed this on this podcast ever but last year nelson pk made some racial comments towards lewis hamilton and max verstappen's lap one incident back in 2021 silverstone look racism or homophobia is not accepted in any form or kind be it just for fun be it sledging or be it anything it's it's a and nelson pk junior is fine is deserving and i just feel bad for max verstappen because he has helmet marco he has savage christian horner he has you know his girlfriend's dad is nelson pk and his own dad is yours verstappen so oh my god is it's just so chaotic for max's life that's the joking part of it but of course the fine is deserved and is it's still banned from the paddock which is deserving he is a three time formula 1 world champion you know these people they have a knowledge they have some kind of sense of what to speak and when to speak but yeah what he did was just simply wrong there's no other angle to it and is the fine is deserving moving on to the actual australian grand prix i've been the news has been crazy this time around so moving on to the actual australian grand prix now can you guess who won the grand prix i i i, I just don't i don't man no I, i live in india so the grand prix was at the 10 in the morning okay i understand but for people living in the uk it was at 6 am which is they woke up just to hear the dutch national anthem again and again and again because it's max verstappen and red bull to win at albert park for the first time since 2011 won by vettel i believe so i i don't know why i let out that accent i just ah this this episode is already in shambles but What is not in shambles is the Mercedes W14 as Lewis Hamilton finished P2 just ahead of Fernando Alonso back to back to back podiums for the Spaniard Lance Stroll with an impressive P4 Checo Perez with an absolutely brilliant recording you know he's the king of streets and I think it was 2000 and 12 or 13 that he started no Yeah, it was 2012, I believe. He started P22 and he finished eighth, and he fin and he started from the pit lane, which is P20. He finished P5. Now that is a brilliant drive. But you know the chaotic part is gonna come. Lando Norris with an impressive P6. Nico Hulkenberg finished P7. The home hero is first home race 
Oscar Piastri, the birthday man. Today is Thursday, 6th of April, and it's Oscar Piastri's birthday. So the birthday boy for today finished P8. The Alfa Romeo of Guanajuato finished P9. Yuki Tsunoda finished P10. Valtteri Bottas finished P11, and a heartbroken Carlos Sainz finished P12. Now the reason I say heartbroken, we'll get to that when we discuss the actual Grand Prix. And by the way, I've so far listed 12 finishers, and yeah, those were the only guys who finished. Eight people DNF'd. That's, now you understand why everyone's calling this a chaotic Grand Prix. In case you missed it, because Alpine and Alpine, Pierre Gasly and Esteban Ocon crashed. You know we. Look, they are not the best of friends. They they were together from the karting, but I don't know. Something happened. I think I know, but I'm not sure. Something happened. They were not very good friends, but they are now teammates, and they crashed on the like second last lap of the Grand Prix. I'll tell you. Let me just give you the list of DNFs this race. Pierre Gasly, Esteban Ocon, Nick DeVries, Logan Sargent, K-Mag, George Russell, Alex Albon, and can you guess the last did not finish up? It's 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 a Ferrari. It's it's Charles. It's Charles Leclerc, man. I just I I support Mercedes and Ferrari, and uh, Mercedes ever since last year they have been, you know, they, but they they are not fast. Ferrari are fast, but I can understand. You know they are scared of their opponents and their rivals are pretty strong. Yeah, I I don't know if you know their rivals. They are Ferrari themselves, cause I yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna rant about it at the moment. But Charles Leclerc DNF'd. He did not even last three corners into the race, man. He DNF'd on lap one, and it was his fault. I'm gonna say it. He, he, you know, he should have been aware of where Stroll is. Stroll had nowhere to grow. He tangled with Stroll and he beats the car into turn three. So these, these was the race finisher. I, what just happened, dude? I, I don't know what just happened. My, my tongue just sort of slipped. I don't know. So these were your finishers and did not finishes for the Australian Grand Prix. Now diving and dissecting and discussing. Oh my God! Yeah, come on. Now that that that's some. High level of thinking, right there, you know, for a teenager. But yeah, I'm just being cringe right now. So yeah, let's just dive into the race. Now, Max Verstappen won it, but you know, a three-year-old could say that the next Grand Prix, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, is gonna be, you know, it's gonna be Max Verstappen dominance once again. But that's not the point because in qualifying, let's just go back a moment. In FP3, Checo had some brake issues. And I I don't believe he completed a single time lap, a flying lap, is a qualifying lap. He was locking up into turn three. He went off wide into final corner, and then there was traffic. It was chaos for Checo in FP3. Qualifying starts Q1. He starts his flying lap. Turn three locks up, and he beats beaches it. He's he's out of the race. He qualifies P20, so they give him a new engine, and he starts. From the pit lane, but in Q3, Mercedes showed up to the party. Mercedes qualified two and three, and for a brief moment, Lewis Hamilton was on pole position. 
until Max was tapping, you know. She sort of just like, well, yeah, I'll, I'll just focus for a bit, you know. I've played on the beginner difficulty. Sorry, I've played on the harder difficulty. Now I'll just lower the difficulty. He goes faster by half a second as expected from Max Verstappen. But in that moment, Lewis Hamilton was on pole position. That was absolutely brilliant. And Lewis actually was out-qualified by George Russell, who got a front row. He started P2 and Lewis Hamilton was P3. So that was a brilliant, brilliant qualifying for Mercedes. And for Ferrari, I, I'm, I'm not going to discuss Ferrari, man. I just know. So, you know, formation lap starts, the five lights are coming on, it's Verstappen from Russell, from Hamilton, and now the lights go out and George Russell gets a better start than Verstappen. Now remember, Verstappen, ever since he's got that car, I've said this, ever since he became the world champion and obviously he's got the car, he just tries to, you know, survive the race. Because he knows he's got the pace, even if he... Max Verstappen should do a lap-down challenge. But he knows that even if he loses, like, five positions, he'll gain them back in five laps. So he just gets gets a bit more of awareness and he just lets pass. Okay, I'm not going to take any crazy risk. So, but not even that. George Russell basically had a brilliant start. And he overtook Max Verstappen right into turn one. And behind him was Lewis Hamilton. Now, I was so scared because these guys, whenever these guys come close, it does not end well for either of them. And going into turn three, Lewis Hamilton dives down the inside of Max Verstappen. And the next radio is from Lewis Ham- uh, it's from Max Verstappen that he pushed me wide. And to be fair, Max Verstappen has done what Lewis did many a times before 2021 and Lewis Hamilton I'd say he's back he is the 2017 the savage you know when Sebastian Vettel and Lewis Hamilton crashed in Azerbaijan 2017 when he said that if he wants to prove he's a man I think we should do it out of the car face to face that savage Lewis Hamilton is back ladies and gents he dived down the inside of Max Verstappen and he got that P2 so by the end of first sector it was a Mercedes 1-2 in Australia down under. Me being a Mercedes fan, I was, you know, I was, I was flying high. But rea- reality is struck sometimes. We'll, we'll get to that. So, yeah, that happened at turn three. Lewis Hamilton overtook Max Verstappen. Coming a little behind was the Ferrari of... Charles Leclerc. So what had, what happened in qualifying was Fernando Alonso out qualified Carlos Sainz and Stroll out qualified Leclerc boy, or it was the other way around. I think Alonso out qualified Leclerc. I'm sorry once again, I don't remember. But during the race, Leclerc tried to overtake Lance Stroll, who was right behind his teammate, and Leclerc went around the outside into turn three and he just didn't realize that stroll had nowhere to go stroll you know they they came together the tire the front left tire hit Leclerc's rear right tire and off spinning he went into the gravel and he beached the car so Leclerc did not even survive three proper corners it's, it's just heartbreaking 
and that resulted in a safety car so if mercedes world 2 was secure for few more laps which you know continued the dopamine levels in my breath but safety car goes out and no wait that's not the part safety car goes out and max verstappen was it was just well he was just being max verstappen he was just continuing the dominance until alexander albon crashed now what happened i it, it was driver error but what happened was he crashed but just before that corner he had dipped his tire into some grass slash gravel slash dirt which his tires were dirty i think that caused that rear spin he lost his rear and he went into the barriers spreading gravel all across the track it was you know i was watching the hulkenberg on board and it was so scary that there was just a puff of dirt smoke there was just gravel and suddenly sees a blue william standing in his way he had to take evasive action and brilliant reaction times so it was scary man like joe would say sir, like joe said it in monaco hulkenberg might have needed a change of new pants that time it was scary but that resulted in a safety car it was around lap 9 or 10 i believe i know it was around lap 9 or 10 that triggered a safety car and a beautiful call by the mercedes guys right to call george russell who's leading the grand prix into the pit lane and changes tires he does that even carlos sainz comes in and lewis hamilton on the radio oh guys i think we should have stopped under the safety car it's it's not fair i'm now i'm leading the race but it would have been better it would have been more advantageous if i had just pit under the safety car as soon as he says that the next moment it's a red flag and signs mercedes and russell are in utter disbelief for what had happened the race for them had completely turned upside down as you are allowed to change tires and even the wing under a red flag condition which has been up for debate since that came to my attention at jada 2021 so i'll say since then that should you be allowed to change tires or wings under red flag conditions and obviously george russell was gutted and yeah that was it i believe for his race but Lewis not Lewis Hamilton actually Lewis was saying that check my front wing because you know that turn 3 incident where he took Max Verstappen I think they made a little bit of contact and Lewis has had said on the radio that you know he felt that contact quite hard so you have to check for the front wing damage he even signed the team to like check it change it we are under red flag but the reason I said but so many times because lights go out for the red flag lewis hamilton's you know is off from pole position he keeps the lead max verstappen is not go- i knew it max verstappen was not going to attack lewis hamilton into turn one because the guy knows okay lewis i can lap you buddy so if you want to go ahead you can go so he did exactly that he protected his car and later on he overtook lewis hamilton but Georgie boy Russell man he was he was putting up a recovery drive and a half he was faster he was nearly matching Max Verstappen and he was on fire quite literally 
his engine gave up and on the main street his car was on fire so thankfully he stopped right there just you know just at the exit of the pit lane so his car it was a virtual safety car and his car was just rolled back the pit lane was closed that happened and then max with drs is absolute rocket ship like if you just you know point that car upwards i'm pretty sure that car can go to the moon and come back it's fast it's, it's so fast man it's he pulled out 2 seconds in sector 3 in one sector alone max pulled 2 seconds on lewis hamilton it's it's, it's it's unbelievable now i told you about the checo perez incident who was starting from the pit lane he was making moves man the whole race you know into the 9 10 11 he was diving down the inside at the end of the third drs zone he was diving down the inside he was making moves into turn 3 You know, I I like the aggressive Checo Perez, like we saw in Bahrain 2020 when he won his first ever Grand Prix. You no, know, that yeah, I think he should start from P20 all the more. It it's you know, he just get into it. It's just he just switches that, you know, it's that switch. He just gets into it and he's driving that Red Bull. It was a treat to watch. Believe me. Next up, Oscar Piastri. To sum up his race, it, he finished P8, but after the list of did not finishers, I think Oscar Piastri was having a average to good debut. Now he's the third Australian to finish in points on his debut, joining the list of people like Mark Webber and Daniel Ricciardo. So, Oscar Piastri. he was driving fairly well and yeah i think he was the home hero he had that home energy he had that positive vibes all around him but especially he was uh, you know he was seen cruising around with daniel ricardo before the season actually started and daniel ricardo was in the paddock he is the third driver for red bull if you don't remember Daniel Ricardo is such a vibe man every time he was on the screen the crowd absolutely used to go wild it was such a vibe and i i i i know i'm supposed to talk about Oscar Piastri but you took Daniel Ricardo's seat lad and i'm quite glad you did Daniel Ricardo is the he, it was the best thing that happened to Daniel he he made 18 million to not drive this tractor and Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri got their first points finished this season now it is Lando Norris's worst start to the season yeah so the race is quite well it's uh, that reminds me it is Charles Leclerc's worst start to the season ever since he joined Ferrari back in 2019 can you believe that three after three races in 2020 what probably was the worst Ferrari they finished 7th in the constructors that season they had 27 points not charles leclerc the team had 27 points which we thought was horrible for ferrari and now the title contenders ferrari are at 26 points after three race finish now i know you can see my face but the amount of sarcastic smile i have it's i'm just angry man they have the resources they're probably the greatest car brand on the 
the planet earth and i don't know how you can perform so sad actually look i get williams they, they have a slow car uh, but i do i don't see many mistakes from them i'm not gonna mention nicholas gotifi but we've seen mercedes they had a slow car last season for the first few races but they maximized every opportunity they could get so can ferrari but i don't know what goes wrong with them it's one it's it's turning into another ferrari rant in it so yeah now there's that grand prix i'm watching i'm you know i'm watching onwards from fernando alonso and lewis hamilton who are p2 and 3 by this point the alpines were flying high gasly was p5 just behind carlos sainz in p4 carlos sainz was also making moves by the way speaking of carlos sainz fernando alonso and lewis hamilton their race was brilliant cuz carlos sainz was slowly but surely co- uh, chasing fernando alonso and we've seen what fernando alonso does what he did in bahrain is that when he gets new tires he pushes and tries to overtake but if he can't then he conserves his tire and attacks the driver in front later on which he did now lewis hamilton comes on to the radio and he says i don't think these tire these tires are going to last to the end and you know that that was music to alonso's ear but as soon as alonso started pushing lewis started pushing so it was a formula one chess going on that lewis had to push the car but he cannot ruin his tires it was like monaco 2019 sort of nearly It's like not nearly but you can understand what i'm trying to say right so lewis had to push but also not ruin his tire to go to the end and no i i cannot put it into words but that chess was just brilliant to watch and i didn't understand how the laps went by speaking of laps going by on lap 54 the sun was quite low because of red flag and the safety cars and the virtual safety cars the sun was quite low and i think the sun was probably the cause that k mag coming out of turn 2 went into the barriers now he did not completely went into the barriers he touched the wall with his rear right he did not touch it actually banged his rear right onto the wall which just flew his tire which flung debris all across the track and it even went 20 meters high and fell on a spectator's hand leaving him with a deep cut now him being a australian typical aussie behavior he took a photo and he posted it but lab 54 he crashes and the debris all over the place valtteri bottas is just behind him you know it's like i think it was kimi raikkonen yeah so kimi raikkonen in 2021 when russell and bottas crashed he saw the debris just like this alfa romeo of valtteri bottas do you understand they are both finished they are both in alfa romeo and they both witnessed a debris full of crash or a crash full of debris come on man i need i need to get my uh, speaking skills sorted out but that's that's for another day so that crash results in a safety car now at this point i'm thinking if you're going to restart it restart it on lap 57 or 58 we can have one or two laps of racing just like we did in abu dhabi and uh, maybe I know it was a long shot but maybe Lewis Hamilton could be on for a win. 
But to my delight, to a Hamilton fan's delight, they brought out a red flag. Now, when Albon's red flag was there, there was gravel all across the road. And drivers, even after, or even on the radio, they were like, what? You bring out red flag for some stones on the circuit? I've seen a car on fire and the red flag was still not there. Now, which is probably, it's a joke I've made, it's not probably. But I don't feel like that red flag should have been there in the first place. We've seen far worse incidents, as George Russell even said. But this time around, there were debris and understandably, there was a red flag on lap 55 so as they went into the pit lane it was lap 56 uh, it was la- as they went into the pit lane it was lap 55 and so red flag it was max verstappen from hamilton alonso signs and so on now the formation lap after red flag it's considered a racing lap like you have to consider lap, that lap. So on lap 57, technically you have, like you had two laps of racing action, but what was about to happen was like no one could predict, Nostradamus couldn't predict what was going to happen because Max Verstappen on the pole position is he was leading by eight ten seconds and everyone's on soft tires and lights go out. Carlos Sainz takes out Fernando Alonso, he spins up into the wall. Fortunately, Alonso did not DNF, he continue, managed to continue in P10. And meanwhile, Slanz Scholl was ahead, who locked up, went straight on into the gravel in turn 3. Back in, he was back in P11. The two Alpines, Gasly just couldn't see a Ocon. So the two Alpines came together and they both DNF'd. Logan Sargent could couldn't judge the breaking point and he just took out Nick DeVries onto into turn one. He, they went onto the gravel. Checo Perez had to cut across the gravel. It was the most chaotic first lap I've seen after Hungary 2021. It's a man. The way Bottas just played, he just thought like that was a bowling alley and he just, you know, he just played bowling. But this, it, I was unable to cope up with the information that I was getting. The stroll locking up, the Alpines coming together, Checo crashing, Fernando Alonso spinning, Logan Sargent and Nick DeVries crashing. It was, it was so confusing. It was so chaotic. And if you follow me on Instagram, make sure you do at the D N Y N R A J underscore G O R E. I, you know, I try and comment. I tried and did a live commentary sort of. And I was absolutely baffled. I, I had no idea what to say. It was total chaos. That brought out another red flag. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what to say anymore. That was a deserving red flag, to be fair. But see, what happened last year, 2022, when Joe crashed out, was they had not completed a sector. So... The new positions were not in place, so they just, you know, they sort of restarted the session without Manu Cho and all the other cars that DNF like George Russell and so. So what Alonso immediately his radio was after the red flag that it happened in Silverstone last year. We did not go through a sector this time around too, so they have to reinstate us where we were 
and we have to get another two laps of racing. It just seems fair. You have to check into that. He was on the radio. He was just saying, team, you have to check to that. You have to inform the stewards and so on. Now, I agree that the sector was not finished and probably the race should have been, you know, we should have had our two laps of action. But what happened last year was not a single lap was completed and here 56 laps out of 58 were completed. I guess that was the reason if I decided to do what they did. But before that decision actually came in, there was a moment, there was like 10-12 minutes of total confusion. There were like four outcomes. It was either we get two laps with the same order that was there like Hamilton and Alonso and Sainz, of course, Verstappen's leading. Or we get the new order with the Aston Martin in P11 and 12 with Nico Hülkenberg in P4 and Carlos Sainz in P3. Or we finish the race behind the safety car because you know, you actually count that lap since the leader has crossed the start-finish line. And the next venue will have the formation lap that will actually be your final lap. So, either we do that with same order as it is now with Carlos in P3 or then again we do it with Fernando in P3. So, there were these four outcomes that were possible. It was total chaos like for 10-15 minutes but then if I decided to weigh in and I don't believe if I can have a clean race. I just sincerely believe that it's impossible for FIA to have a clean race, a non-confusing race. I just don't get what's up with the FIA because for some incidents that have happened in the past, they've been neglecting it. For example, like Saudi Arabia when Fernando Alonso was handed a 10 seconds time penalty for working on the car while serving his 5 seconds time penalty. But Aston Martin showed up to 7 incidents where same thing happened but penalty was not given. So I think there are, if like 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 sports people always say, if there's room for improvement, you should always improve. And I sincerely believe that there's a lot of room for the FIA to improve, and they should improve. You know, fans should have a clear view, the clear perspective. They should be able to understand what's happening. Leave the fans out of it. At least the team should know what's going to happen. Even the teams were confused. And the decision came in that we will finish the race behind the safety car. Because essentially, it's going to be, you know, your formation lap is technically the last lap. So, when the leader crosses the line, the race will end. But they handed a 5 seconds time penalty to Carlos Sainz for causing a collision. Now, remember the restart. He took out Fernando Alonso, but the order has resetted and that penalty is quite harsh because you are going to finish behind the safety car and he will be dropping out of points. I don't understand that. It's harsh because if there was terminal damage to Fernando Alonso's car, maybe I can understand. But technically, there's no change in the order. I don't get a reason why there should be no a 5 seconds time penalty now. To many people, I'm going to be wrong. To many people, Carlos Sainz is going to be wrong. But as soon as his engineer, Ricky, told him that we have a 5 seconds time penalty, he, he cried, dude. He just 
I, I I could see the I could hear his voice breaking. I could see the tears in his eyes as the cameraman just you know zoomed on his face on his helmet, and then he just took his visor down and he said that they need to discuss. And even I feel like the if I should have discussed it with science before giving out the time penalty, and yeah, that penalty was unfair. I'm just gonna put make my statement. Yeah, that penalty was definitely unfair. <coughs> So if I are the new are the Ferrari of management in Formula One, they are clowns. I'm gonna say it because sometimes weaving is allowed on the streets, aka Abu Dhabi 2021 last lap when was stopping or whatever. But it's not allowed in Jeddah in 2023. Now I get there have been a lot of changes from 2021 to 2023, but there's just like sometimes. Some driver gets penalty, and if there's another driver in the next race doing the same thing, he does not get a penalty. I just don't see what's up with that. I ah ah, it's confusing. I I don't know. Now this became like the sixth ever race to have three red flags. I know I made an abrupt cut there, but I'm not gonna talk about FIA and like, I just come on. You can you can understand what I'm trying to say, right? It's 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 just simply not. Fair, it's simply biased towards some people. They may feel like it. I know the FIA are not doing this on purpose, but yeah. Now I'm gonna swear, which I should not, but FIA need to sort their shit out, man. Okay. Now that's the statement I'm gonna make, and I'm gonna stop. Now let's talk about the race. The race featured three restarts, three red flags. And this race became the sixth ever race to finish three red fl- uh, to feature three red flags after the recent one was was Saudi Arabia 2021 where we saw three red flags for I think Mick Schumacher crashed yeah Mick Schumacher crashed for the first restart then it was Checo who crashed and you know, Checo and Russell and yeah. But there was another red flag after the checkered flag, so uh, we finished behind the safety car. Right, it was a rolling start. You was you cannot overtake until the line. But when you cross the line, it's the race is over. It doesn't matter if you overtake. So we crossed the line, and everyone's stuck behind Carlos Sainz. You know, get that five seconds in, and Carlos Sainz drops out of points. He goes to P12, but Nico Hulkenberg, Nico Hulkenberg. Actually, TNF. Technically, the, so you got the checkered flag, and he just just before the final corner, he says, "I lost the engine, and our heart just dropped." The Haas people, I can feel them. You know, it's like, no, we've seen everything, and this was a possibility, as the commentators discussed even during the red flag. But he lost the engine, and he was told, "Just just finish the race." He finishes the race. And he parks up the car in turn two, yeah, which resulted in another red flag. So there were four red flags. I just, I just don't get it. I just don't get Formula One sometimes. And okay, I, I don't have a life, and I always watch Formula One like all the time. But what about new people? They must be so confused. Like, what's happening? But yeah, this robbery was a delight to watch, especially. That there's another summer break for some, 
not for some reason Chinese Grand Prix is cancelled right so why don't you just replace the Chinese Grand Prix instead of cancelling the whole event just replace it with another track we have so many we have Turkey we have Hockenheim Nürburgring you just replace it but no we are going to have another summer break so there are four weeks before the next race now it is music to Ferrari fans because it is I'm gonna swear again because the, it is three four weeks without any more fuck ups <laughs> yay so yeah, but it, it is sad it's gonna be boring my life's gonna be boring I'm, I'm not gonna rant about my life so the Australian Grand Prix was chaotic as everyone knows I like everyone knows but everyone doesn't know what happened in the race because yeah it, it, the race was absolutely speechless I just have no words to sum it up it was a chaotic race and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna end the episode right now because I'm just babbling on anything right now but yeah guys so if you enjoyed this for whatsoever reason make sure you drop a follow on Spotify and now we are on Apple podcast as well so make sure you or if you're not on Spotify for some weird reason you can listen to me on Apple podcast so yeah if you enjoyed it make sure you can tell me make sure you review it on my Instagram at the D-N-Y-N-R-A-G underscore G-O-R-E and I apologize for not uploading this on a Tuesdays as we normally do but I just I had some work I have some I had some school work now that's no excuse but it is what it is that's been uh, that's that's something I've been seeing all my life but yeah I could say that it took me some while to process what had happened in the race congratulations to I'm not gonna say to Red Bull because they're gonna win every single race but congratulations to Max Verstappen for winning his 37th or yeah it is 37th Grand Prix Lewis Hamilton is back on the podium and he breaks his own record for finishing in podium places for most consecutive seasons which was 16 last year now it became 17 and Fernando Alonso is back to back to back podiums his best ever start since 2012 so yes thank you so much if you enjoyed this for whatsoever reason make sure you go and check out the other episodes and I don't know if there's gonna be another podcast mid mid this shortest summer break in two weeks time or but if not I'll see you after the Azerbaijan Grand Prix where for the first time we might see some major upgrades to the cars like Mercedes and McLaren and it reminds me Azerbaijan is actually a street circuit so we might see a return of king of the streets Sergio Perez so yeah what's gonna happen who's gonna get the better upgrades who's gonna come out on top in Azerbaijan can Mercedes bounce back can Ferrari bounce back and McLaren improve we will wait for three weeks to see what happens but yeah so guys if you enjoyed this for whatsoever reason I'm not gonna prolong this episode anymore so if you enjoyed it make sure you follow me on Instagram at the D-N-Y-N-R-A-G-N-S-C-O-G-O-R-E as I mentioned previously and thank you so much for watching this is the fun guys signing out thank you for tuning in and until the next time adios amigos